You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Today, we're talking about gratitude. Gratitude is quite an internet buzzword lately, but in practice, we've both found it to be very powerful. So we'll talk about how we practice gratitude in our lives, how to find gratitude during really hard times, and how to cultivate gratitude in kids. Plus, we'll each share three specific things we're thankful for right now. But before we get into our topic, I'd love to know what's happening around your neighborhood. Well, we have Olympic fever set in big. My kids are, I I just feel like they're at fun ages to really you know, be interested in all these different sports. Like, Ooh, what is that? Now, what are they doing? You know, yeah. like steeplechase and right. all the, the interesting events. And so they, between gymnastics mm-hmm. and them doing gymnastics and then thinking they are Olympic swimmers in the pool, <laughs> Yes, they are those two sports. They have been very into to the point where they asked for swim caps. Ooh, I love it. And I said, if you, I said, I don't think I'm buying you a swim cap, but if you would like one, you can spend your allowance money on that. So they bought, and I did say, you know, you might want to get a little bit nicer ones like the TYR brand or the Mm -hmm. Speedo brand that the swimmers actually use. Mm -hmm. Otherwise they're just going to rip in Mm -hmm. two seconds. So they invested in some nice TYR um, (laughs) swim caps for themselves. And it was just really funny. They got in the pool and they were like giggling like crazy because their hair didn't feel wet and it was weird. And they thought they were going so much faster because they had them on. (laughs) Right. They're zipping through the pool. It was just a really fun little phase. I made sure to get them, you know, get pictures of them in their swim caps that they're so proud of. That's so cute. So something that I have really been enjoying lately, trying to make part of my regular routine is scheduling evening phone dates with my friend, Allison. This is a friend of mine that we have always kept in touch on the phone, Mm -hmm. like other kind of the Marco Polo or whatever that is just not for us. Like Mm -hmm. we really love talking together and, you know, with our busy lives and especially sometimes we're on the same um, time zone because she's in Portland and uh-huh. then sometimes we're not, you know, just all of the coordinating and whatnot. But we have gotten in this pattern of finding that evenings actually really work right now for both of us. And so every couple of weeks we will schedule an evening phone date and I will put it on our calendar. I will tell Chris, okay, I've got a phone date at six. Mm-hmm. I am taking off a little bit after five or five thirty. Mm-hmm. I might go get myself some dinner or, you know what I like to get is like a concrete from Culver's Ooh, or like yeah. a blizzard. Yeah. It just is so nice. Um, and yeah. And then I will come home. I will not even go through the house. I will walk through our side gate right to the studio and have everything I need in the studio, like my phone charged, my AirPods charged, and just enjoy this really great conversation with a friend. sounds like a lovely little retreat. Yes, it really is. That's like your your dad dinner night. Mm -hmm, Exactly. You found found a groove with that, Yes, I am trying to make that a regular thing. And then at the end of every call, we schedule the next one. I love that. So we don't have to go through all the coordinating Mm -hmm. of putting the next one on the calendar. So it's just working so well and just, oh, I always feel so much better, you know, just after talking to a really good friend. How often, like once a week, would you say you do that every other week? It's, um, maybe every two to two weeks at the most, but sometimes, you know, it'll go out a month, but I think we're trying to get a bit more regular every two to three weeks. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. So let's get into a conversation about gratitude to start. Tell me how you practice gratitude in your everyday life. All right. I've talked about this a little bit before and honestly, I've gotten out of the habit a bit and I can tell 
That's Ooh, interesting. That is very interesting. Like my days are starting differently and mm-hmm. my overall outlook has mm-hmm. been a little more negative since okay. I've been out of the habit. Okay. So I'm getting back into this. This is a new like school year goal for me to get back into this. But I, every day before I even get out of bed, mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe I go to the bathroom, but then I come <laughs> back in bed, Jeremiah brings me my coffee and I write down in a journal five things I'm grateful for. And specifically, I make them very small things. So I can't mm-hmm. write down in general, like, my health, my house, my family, right. because that gets very like, da, 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 mm-hmm. and you don't actually stop and think about a small thing that maybe happened or something your kids did that you're just, mm-hmm. that, you know, touched your heart or whatever. So it forces you to think smaller. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes there is a big thing like recovering from COVID. Right. You could be grateful for right. that, obviously, but it should be super specific. And I just find when I start my day that way, I, I then am looking, I get in the habit of yes. looking for those things right. throughout the day and being on, on the lookout for positives and the silver lining and not mm-hmm. in a, you know, Pollyanna yeah. kind of way, but even in the midst of really hard things, what I'm grateful for mm-hmm. in that hard thing. So this is just something I need to get back to for mm-hmm. sure. I've been in the bad habit lately of picking up my phone first thing yeah. because it feels like news is such that I want to stay more on top of it, but that is not a good way to start the day, Mm -hmm. at least before doing that. And then sometimes I'll get on YouTube and watch a homeschool video or Mm -hmm. do something else. But if I make myself do that first, my day goes a lot better. I really like that. I love that and very intentional practice. I don't feel like I have something quite so intentional, but I will just say from a bigger picture, I do think I'm a very naturally optimistic Mm -hmm. person and do tend to notice and take joy in just good things, little Mm -hmm. and big. So I think I kind of tend that way. I also think since gratitude, like I said, is just kind of a popular topic in our culture right now, there's a lot of content to consume about it. And I think there's a lot of really great things that can make us reflect or implement more strategies Mm -hmm. of gratitude. So I do find that reading and listening to things like that helps me find more gratitude in my life. A few specific examples. There's the Happier and the Happier in Hollywood podcast, Mm -hmm. the book, The Happiness Project, and then the book Off the Clock by Laura Vanderkam. Mm -hmm. And she talks specifically in that book about something about being present in the moment, which Mm -hmm. I think is really a gratitude practice. Mm -hmm. And I think that is also a phrase that we say a lot, be present. Yeah. And she really addressed it in terms of how to do that. And she Mm. described one technique would be to notice every different like sense that you're having. Almost if you were going to describe it to someone, or I kind of think about describing like, um, a sense picture almost yeah. to self. Like I, if I'm like reading a book to Maeve, I think I try to be very intentional to think about like how she feels in mm. my lap, what her hair smells like, mm-hmm. what the light looks like. And that just kind of really slows you down. And honestly, it can help create a memory yeah. for yeah. later and help you You're be... like taking a snapshot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, um, has really helped. I also really try to notice if I'm dwelling on something negative to recognize that I'm doing that and then try to reframe it with gratitude. And Mm -hmm. a phrase that I got from our counselor was to say to myself, I'm building on my happiness instead of focusing on something that's taking away from happiness. Mm. And I think it's a real, it seems like a subtle difference, but it really helps me because it helps me think about, okay, these are the good things. I might not be at this place that I want Mm -hmm. to be at but I'm here and here are the 
good things about it. And I'm working towards getting here instead of focusing on, well, I don't have this or life is not like this right now. Right. And I just have noticed that kind of trying to work on training my thinking patterns has been really helpful. I also like that because I feel like it can get you out of the habit of, well, I can be happy when yes, this or that thing, exactly. when I've gotten to this level of whatever, exactly. or when I have the childcare or whatever it might right. be. It's, I am happy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working on, you mm-hmm. know, more happiness in this way. I like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that that has been making a difference. And then I do think I have some reflecting practices. Honestly, I think that podcasting, like mm-hmm. we're stopping to mm-hmm. spend, you know, the better part of an hour talking about gratitude right mm-hmm. now. And I think a lot of our other topics will kind of bring that up. I think blogging for me, sometimes I do kind of some free form journaling. And then I have a line a day journal that I'm not always capturing a specific thing I'm grateful for, but I think it does help me reflect yeah. on what was something good that happened yeah. today. So I think that that um, really helps. Next, I want to talk about the experience of going through a challenging time, but also finding gratitude. And personally, I can find this almost really disorienting. Like you're thinking like, this is so hard, but also look at all that I have and look at all that I'm grateful for. It's almost like my brain doesn't know where to land Mm -hmm. and it just keeps switching back Mm -hmm. and forth and neither feels really good. I think that so many of us felt that way collectively as we've navigated a pandemic while also at the same time, maybe our family was in good health and we had luxuries like grocery delivery, high-speed right. internet, things like that. Right. So I would love to just kind of hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. I think it's really interesting too, because I think the the real negative side of that disorienting experience is this idea that you can't be stressed out because you have so much to be grateful yes. for, right? And I so find myself feeling trying to that find way. the balance of finding the gratitude to give you perspective but right. also being real, not, not in a toxic positivity mm-hmm. kind of way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this phrase and I don't know who originally said it. I think a lot of people have repeated it, but it is that the opposite of fear is not courage. It's gratitude. Oh, I love that. And I have found that to be so true this year in mm-hmm. particular that when I think our tendency is when we feel afraid or anxious about something, you know, for example, a global pandemic mm-hmm. to, to try to will ourselves to just feel less afraid, Mm. be brave or to, you know, Mm. I think you can see it in a lot of people like just deny it, denial that this is that serious or that I'm going to get that sick or that any, anything that bad is going to happen. And I don't think that that is actually how you eradicate fear. Mm -hmm. I do think it's so true that the opposite of fear is gratitude. Mm. You get out of the spiral of what if this, what if this, what if that gratitude forces you to be like, real about what's actually happening Mm -hmm. in the moment. Like you said, well, I'm happy right now or Mm -hmm. I'm healthy right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think that that's super powerful to remember in, in the face of hard things. Mm -hmm. Um, Gratitude also just leaves us with less regrets. Mm. I've found that when I'm grateful for something and been real intentional about practicing gratitude and noticing what's good about a thing, Mm -hmm. I don't get left with this sense of I missed it. Like yeah. if I, if there's been times of the kids' childhood, even like when they were little, that I really focused in and felt felt good about how I was present and mm-hmm. how and I can remember all those little details, like you said about Maeve. Mm-hmm. I feel like then I didn't miss it. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. so it kind of forces you to look and think that way. Um, I also I really felt like feel like this when we lose someone special to us. Mm-hmm. The more we can be grateful about their life or about the good things. Um, 
that they brought to your life, Mm -hmm. the less you get this sense of just like loss and fear and Mm -hmm. regret Mm -hmm. of, you know, I I didn't, I didn't show them what I could Mm -hmm. have, or I didn't Mm -hmm. appreciate them the way I could have. Um, and then I think that I, we, we just have to get better, obviously in a lot of areas at this, things can be both and not either, or it doesn't have to be hard or grateful. Right. It can be both. Yeah. And, and I think that really one kind of informs the other when you get down to it and helps you get to the bottom of Mm. what is hard about this. I am grateful for our current health and our current maybe financial situation or whatever it is. So what is it that is hard? Mm -hmm. It helps you like get to the bottom of that sometimes when you can name what you're also grateful Mm -hmm. for. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I feel like this past year, for example, just so grateful for the opportunity to homeschool that I would not have had otherwise Mm -hmm. it without the pandemic. So you kind of can't, you can't separate all the hard things from all the good things. Some of the good things are good because other things were hard or vice versa. So it just, they really kind of inform each other more Mm -hmm. than I think we realize sometimes. Mm -hmm. Oh, you just bring so much wisdom into my life. (laughs) Why thanks. (laughs) I really like all the ways that you phrased those things. I think what I was thinking about and what I'm trying to get more comfortable with is is sitting in that place where it is both trying mm-hmm. to be comfortable with having that gratitude but having an unhappiness or a challenge mm-hmm. or something like that 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 they can exist at the same yeah. time. Yeah. And that doesn't always yeah, feel comfortable for the reasons that you brought up. But I think just recognizing that that is just what life brings. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so many times I think too, if I can, sometimes I will start then feeling guilty because I have so much to be grateful Mm -hmm. for. And yet here I am like complaining Mm -hmm. or at least mentally complaining about something that feels hard Mm -hmm. and then being reminded of someone else that seems to be facing a a much greater hardship, Mm -hmm. but then reminding myself that uh, feeling guilty, that's not helping anybody. Right. That's not helping that person. Me or them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so to let go of that guilt. Mm -hmm. And like you said, that it's okay, that something feels really hard even if someone has it worse, exactly, you know, quote unquote, exactly. But then having that perspective and taking that opportunity to get that perspective and find some gratitude, I think too, to that point that, um, hardship and, and gratitude as well. It's not a pie. It's like, it's not something to win. There's, I guess there's not like finite amounts (laughs) of both. Yes, exactly. And so kind of remembering that. So, what about um, cultivating gratitude in kids? How are you doing that in your family? Okay, I think number one, like most things, the best way to do this is through example. Yes. Them seeing you do it, them hearing you thank them for mm-hmm. genuinely helpful things, um, thanking your spouse a lot in front of them. I yeah. think that has made some of the biggest impact on them because mm-hmm. they, I'm not necessarily parenting them in that moment. Right. I just am, they're just seeing how I interact in the world. Um, I think I've shared this before, but we're in the habit now of saying thank you to whoever prepared the snack or the meal or whatever it is. Um, And they just, they really like internalize that and automatically do it now to where we've been like at my parents or something and my mom makes dinner and they're like, thanks for making dinner, Nana. And she's like, oh my gosh, you (laughs) sweetest angel children. Um, I, they have a, uh, they have a gratitude journal too, that they do um, at the beginning of the school day. We just kind of moved it into school. Um, 
And I try to have them do thank you notes and things like that, especially mm-hmm. at Christmas time when they get so much and I think don't yes. even remember what came from who. Right. It really helps them, you know, like this person picked up this for you because mm-hmm. they know. And then we get to kind of outside of the, you know, craziness of Christmas, mm-hmm. have a conversation like, wait, what did, you know, mm-hmm. Uncle Ben give us again? And mm-hmm. look, remember we talked about this when we saw them and they, yeah. it gives you a chance to to drive some of that home mm-hmm. a little bit for kids that have a lot. Otherwise, I agree with everything that you mentioned, modeling the gratitude as part of that showing appreciation. I was thinking about this concept of making the invisible visible to kids. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so much just around us every day. And I think then by us noticing and pointing it out can help them look for things like that. So mentioning, you know, the comforts that we have just as part of like everyday Mm -hmm. conversation when Mm -hmm. they occur to you, you know, isn't it so great that we're able to have this fridge full of delicious food? Um, Isn't it so nice that we have this house with air conditioning, keeping Mm -hmm. us cool, things like that. But also, isn't it so great that your grandparents live so close by and Mm -hmm. we're getting to spend so much time with them? I mean, I think it, it can work as a gratitude practice for us, Mm -hmm. you know, to say it out loud and share it. And then that modeling for our kids at the same time. So I like that. We have fallen off a little bit, the thank you notes, but mostly because I think the past few, um, opportunities have, I've just been in overwhelming times of life, but those feel important to me too. And that is a really great Mm -hmm. one. And honestly, I'm just like thinking back. I think that's maybe a foundation that I got for gratitude and just like that kind of courtesy. So need to bring that back into our lives this year. Okay. So finally, as you were talking about, even at the beginning of the episode, there is real power in naming very specific things to be grateful for versus those general things like health or family. So to end this gratitude conversation, I would love to hear three specific things that you are thankful for right now. Okay, so I mentioned this on the last episode, but we're recording this the same day. So I'm immensely grateful for this weekend to myself. Jeremiah is camping with the girls, which has become a tradition where he does it at the beginning of the school year, kind of give me a minute to get reset. And it is just, I I tell him multiple times how much it means to me. I'm super like specific about like, I don't think you understand how much I mm-hmm. need that, d- that downtime, you know, just mm-hmm. over the top, grateful for the time to myself to be alone in my house. Um, DoorDash. Ooh. I'm so grateful for DoorDash. Yeah. I don't, I probably use it too much with the pandemic, especially just as a little too easy. And really it costs almost twice as much <laughs> by the time you do the fees and stuff. But overall, like I, every single time have this thought of, what a time to be alive. Like someone just brings me a sub to my door when I don't want to put a bra on. Like just, (laughs) I mean, seriously, what a time to be alive. Um, and then just all of our new books and curriculum for homeschool. I am just book sniffing and loving like the tangible part Mm. of homeschool. I love so much, like Mm -hmm. all of the materials, Mm -hmm. choosing them, cracking open those new books. Like I just, Oh my gosh, I love it so much. I'm up to my eyeballs in it right now and just like, yeah, give me more. Give me more. I love how much joy it brings you. Okay, my three things. First of all, sleeping through the night. No small thing either. No small thing. And it's one of those things that then when you are past the getting up in the night, 
you kind of forget so quickly, oh yeah, that was my life. And yeah. remember what and that it was, was like. Awful. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really hard. Um, sleep does not come easy to my children, both night sleep. <laughs> They've all made you work sleep. for it. Oh my gosh. But we are sleeping through the night. Bedtime goes easy and it is a glorious thing. I am th- so thankful mm-hmm. for it. My second thing is my high fitness class. Yeah. That brings me so much joy. Mm-hmm. And especially since I've since I've returned to it, honestly, that is sometimes the most social thing I feel like I'm doing mm-hmm. during the week. I'm mm-hmm. still not just I don't just being home with the kids and not having childcare and you know, just not having a lot of extra bandwidth to do a lot of social things. And so being with other women listening to fun music, moving my body, it brings me so much joy and I'm so thankful for Mm -hmm. it. Finally, toddler girl clothes. Oh my gosh. I am so jealous. I miss the the toddler girl clothes so much. (laughs) They're the best. I know that I'm in this like beautiful time where the clothes are are so cute. Like Mavis finally walking, like it was hard there for a while to almost like dress her because she's crawling, like the dresses don't work. And anyway, all those things. So we're at this beautiful time where she can wear all the clothes, but she doesn't have opinions about her clothes. And they're just so cute. They're so stinking cute. So I'm so excited to head into the fall because like the leggings oh, with like the tunic dress is I just like my so favorite. With the, like baby high top chucks. Oh my gosh. It's oh, my favorite. <laughs> I can't handle it. So I'm just loving it so much. I am very jealous. I do not miss much about toddlerhood. Like when people yes. are like, oh, don't you miss their chubby little hands? No, they were always <laughs> dirty. I don't. But I miss the toddler girl's oh, clothes yes. so much and the little bows and like wispy hair. I know. Maeve's hair is so wispy. I can, I could maybe make a little whale spout of like a ponytail. She's got that weird wispy mullet yeah, thing yeah. where it's like, it's growing long in the middle, but not on the sides. Right. It's, it's very strange. So I haven't gotten into the hair stuff yet, but oh man, it's so I'm fun. excited. <laughs> okay. What are you obsessed with lately? I am obsessed with Trader Joe's chickenless crispy tenders. Do you guys already eat Ooh. these all the time? Maybe you know what? With your I think kids? I've had them before. They haven't been a hit with the boys, oh. so they're not in frequent mm-hmm. rotation, but okay. Tell I me more. don't enjoy them necessarily like by themselves, like yeah. a chicken tender, but yeah. they're really good on like a salad oh. with honey mustard dressing. Okay. Maybe this is the thing, but I think I need to put them in yeah, more Cause things. they just don't have as much flavor right. as chicken, but they, they do get really crisp mm-hmm. in the oven. You could do them in an air fryer. They'd probably be even Ooh. crisper, Yeah, but I miss that like Mm. crispy chicken salad. Yeah. And it does hit that. It hits that note. Yes. With some avocado, some cucumber, cheese, a little honey mustard dressing. It makes like a... What honey mustard dressing do you get? Do you have um, a specific one that you buy? I think I have Ken's Steakhouse. Oh, I love Ken's. Is that what it's called? Or is it only the steakhouse if it's that particular dressing? just Ken and his salad dressing? (laughs) I feel like I know of a Ken's Caesar. It's been a long time. Maybe it's just Ken's. Maybe it's just Ken's. Ken. Ken, I'm a fan of your honey mustard. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> I have a, a food-related obsession, too. I am obsessed with our summer ritual of cold treat Wednesdays. Yeah. We just wrapped it up. It was 10 weeks. You did good. You I really stuck to it. so proud. I stuck to it. This worked so Great for me. We talked about how we are not fun moms. Yeah. Uh, I will we have link, to work I, at it. I will link to that episode, but I can 
be fun when I plan to, Yes, you know, no, no spontaneous fun around me. <laughs> exactly. And so this was just, this worked so well for me. And I just like have to, it just kind of makes me chuckle that this is how I do ice cream in the summer when it has to be like on a specific <laughs> it's gotta be on day, the schedule. you know, but it just worked. Um, I loved that it was midweek. So it gave me kind of something to look forward to. It gave me a reason to like treat mm-hmm. the kids. Like sometimes I need permission mm-hmm. to like do fun things. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. It was built in, gave me a reason and just like this purpose of going through all the work of loading everyone up and taking us yeah. somewhere in the heat and whatnot. It's one of those things that can kind of feel like, Oh, is it really worth mm-hmm. it? But it always is once you do it. So it just kind of like gave me that momentum, like, okay, well, this is what we do on mm-hmm. Wednesdays. And then it was really fun researching and finding different new places to go and trying them out. And yeah, it was so fun. Good job. Good yeah. job being a fun mom. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, that wraps up our episode. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. In between shows, you can find us on Instagram where we are Hi Girls Next Door and find our Girl Next Door podcast page on Facebook. You can send us an email at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com and find the show notes for this episode in your podcast player and on our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. I would love to know what's happening around the, what's <laughs> happening. I'm so glad you're appreciating that face. I do longingly look at, oh. I don't miss a lot. Yeah. Are you for real right now? <laughs> we got a reverse, we got a reverse sneeze Why going on. That is so funny. Yes. Don't be gross.